Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Tuesday, February 28th, the last day of February already. Tomorrow's March 1. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So this this year's going fast, but uh, these are amazing times. We are super optimistic, even in the weeks to come, but things that we kind of see coming or percolating. So we're going to bring in Mel Kay in just a few moments. A uh, quick reminder that tomorrow is Cat Wednesdays with Cat and Steve. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. And I think that's all the announcements, but we'll be right back after this one announcement. And then I'll, I'll bring in Mel Kay. Here we go. And every three days we do a, drill another fresh water well that's life changing there in Uganda. Um, and then uh, we just did an, one in Nepal, a second one, I think it is. And we've looked into Ethiopia. It kind of depends on what we find, whether we'll be able to make that uh, shift or not. But uh, things are looking good for more and more water wells. More this year than last year. We appreciate that so much. But more than that, the Lord. Uh, appreciates it because he says whoever gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones will not lose their reward um, he's talking about not just in heaven but on earth so thank you so much for your help so all right time to bring in mel k so this is time for prophets and patriots and here we go mel k you're uh, back you're back <laughs> i love being on your show thanks for having me steve again you have such an amazing audience you are so blessed and everyone is so engaged and positive Every time I do your show, I get great feedback. So I'm really excited to be awesome. back. Awesome. Well, I do. I hope you do. I don't, we never know for sure how many. But I'm hoping <laughs> people are coming over to your show and listening to you directly as well and, and following you along. So yeah, uh, I've had people that saw uh, you on this show and told me later that that's all. And one of our good friends from years and years ago, she said, there's only like three people we we watch. We've been watching Mel K for years since this. Uh, so uh, she was fully awake. Uh, we had a funny story with it because I spoke at their church, their pastors. Oh, this nice. is like um, almost 10 years ago. <laughs> I think it was like nine years ago we spoke at their and he began to talk about the Illuminati and it was way outside of anything anyone was talking about. And I'm because it's my conference and I'm kind of going, what are you doing talking about the Illuminati? And, um, and, um, what had happened is by the time I was seeing him do that and not being sure why is he doing that, God had already given me a dramatic dream. Uh, and I mentioned, I won't say the name on the air right now, but that I, I said, in this dream, I saw this human being and I knew when they turned around that they would be the person that was guilty of um, human trafficking. And when he turned around, it was this actor and I, I ran that by Johnny Enlow. You've probably seen some of Johnny's on there. And, I said, and this is like four years ago. Okay, this is like years after this event in um, back east with, yeah, I'm trying not to say the location right now. But anyway, uh, I asked him, I said, is that possible that this actor is involved with child trafficking? Because that was weird. That was out of being cut. He just, not only is it possible, Steve, it's absolutely going on with him right now. And from that moment to this, every single day, I'm more awake than the last one. And that's been like about four years of every day waking up. I'm sure I'm more today, too. So, right. Yeah. Well, I've watched you since we've gotten to know each other. Kind of, it's it's a journey for everyone. Everyone yeah. is on a journey, and even for me, in the last year, I have changed so much in my really? thinking, in what I actually look at, what I focus on, what matters to me personally, in terms of my spirituality, in terms of my prayer and God, and what I what I 
hope for for our nation and the world. And that's because there's so much disclosure on every level. One thing yeah. I think is really important that we all need to do more um, yeah, actually putting in the effort mindfully, putting in the effort to find common ground amongst those that we come in contact with. It, it, we have been divided by design. This has been a divide and conquer strategy. Many things came into play in the last few weeks that are making it, are, are taking it to another level. These, this demonic, this ugly force that wants us to be warring and hating each other and, and getting out the love and all of that it is doubling down every, in every way. And I feel like the more that happens, the more people of God and, and who love their fellow man and believe that we are all endowed by our creator with inalienable rights and we are born equal uh, under God, that uh, that has to be more and more solidified. And, and we have to re totally reject uh, the idea that somebody's on this team or somebody's on that team because they disagree with you on this or that. Right, right. Now, yeah, we all right now have to be on team humanity and team God. Yeah, you know, when we brought in prophets and patriots, I, I just kept toying with this idea because I, I was seeing several people bring in uh, patriots and I thought, man, I, that's never been what I did. I was always doing only the spiritual thing. I kept, I'd see you. I think you were one of, maybe you were even the first patriot that we brought, brought on. I yeah, can't remember. And so, yeah, so it was like, and I thought I'm going to get skewered or people are going to love it. And people absolutely loved it so i thought oh, we, we stumbled onto the right thing so well listen i better get, let you get going I, I know you've got a lot of stuff to share so i'm, I'm excited to wake up some more <laughs> yeah you know i mean i think that we all what, what i'd love for people to get to really get out of this show today most of all is that we are all on the same team. There are a lot yeah, of people yeah. right now that are being manipulated and used and fed uh, a narrative that they are, because of their own uh, lacking, because of yeah. their own insecurity or their need to be part of a group, are getting sucked into something that is to the demise of all of our, of our citizens of America, but certainly of the world. And I think we have a lot more in common and we have to understand the more that they push us apart, the more we honestly, I believe, are realizing that we are more alike than we are different. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, and, and and just to make sure that I'm saying this right, by by contrasting the patriot versus the spiritual, I am not saying you're not the spiritual person. I, I said the right. other day that she's a, she loves God, she loves the country, and I don't know if you heard that particular one, but um, yeah, you are totally on the same team. But that's one of the things I've learned because when I was first watching the Patriots, there's a whole bunch of them that are really got these odd beliefs, according to me, and they, they're aliens and all these things, and I just don't go there. And <laughs> yet, and yet, some of them love this country and love Trump. So I'm going, okay, this is another thing. We can't refuse a relationship with somebody that believes differently that way. When they love this country, they love President Trump, they love this nation, and and many of them absolutely also say they love God. So we can't we can't cut those relationships off. Old the yeah. old they did, you know. Yeah. I mean, most important right now is to realize that there are forces uh, from the other side that are trying to divide the patriots, are trying to destroy uh, the America First MAGA movement, are conflating what's going on and who we are and what we stand for. I just saw uh, despicable Joe uh, Jill Biden in an interview saying that um, Trump was an isolationist and that we are global citizens and that we are and all this stuff about how we are we like. America can't be isolationist. This is a lie that has been perpetrated on the American people since before Vietnam, certainly uh, to get us into multiple wars. Uh, isolationism is a lie. That's not really what's going on here. What we are is a sovereign nation. 
that has our own borders, language, culture, traditions, history, hopes for the future, hopes for our children that we all share in common. I think that is the strength of America. When they started telling us that diversity was our strength, which kind of then got pumped up more and more during the Obama years, but certainly uh, is now a, a doctrine of this installed regime, I say, no, that's not our strength. Our strength is our common uh, shared values, hopes, and dreams for this country, our families, and children. Wow. And we have to keep remembering that anyone that's dividing us, there, there's, there was an executive order last week, and I really want everyone to pay attention to what they're doing. This is total Marxism, communism, and it is, uh, it is under the guise of helping the minority. So they're, they're saying that the 13% of the black community has been uh, systematically races or racism has hurt them in many ways, and now they deserve to be elevated and given a lot of special privileges, get you know into college for less, you know, just all these standards, which is not good for them either. They're 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 very capable. Uh, all of us, regardless of color or sexuality or whatever, are very capable of achieving the same as anyone else if we put in the effort and the energy and the time and and live our lives in the positive way and. But what they're doing with this diversity, equity, inclusion is a, is a total fraud. But um, last week, an executive order, again, all of the executive orders he's put in are pretty much unconstitutional. Most of them violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And um, and they are very much, and it is not a, it is not an exaggeration, they are anti-white, okay? Yeah, they because are. Because they are... They are saying in the language, you have to read the language. And, and these are very obvious if you read them, which is bizarre because it's a lot of white liberals. And I firmly believe we have a uniparty that is being controlled by a billionaire trillionaire class that is in cahoots with uh, the multinational corporations and the banking cartel. Most of them happen to be white and liberals. So the truth of the matter is who's playing whom? And what we have to realize is, um, so he put in an executive order and he put somebody in charge, I, I also wanna talk about in a second, Susan Rice. But what it says is that in every single agency, NASA, Treasury, Department of Defense, Education, every single agency, that there needs to be an equity and inclusion DEI czar at the very top, at the, at the highest level, to make sure that they are meeting their diversity and equity and inclusion goals and mm. elevating the 13%. So, you know, if you white people are 64% in America, concentrating on getting the 13%, the highest level and the most jobs, you know, they keep bragging about they have the most women and the most diverse cabinet or whatever. None of this should matter. This is all race baiting. And I understand that there's some people in the in, in different communities that are, are looking at this as a benefit. This is a negative because what we have to really understand is A, doing that means that our entire infrastructure will be based on not what it should be, which is merit, the most qualified, the best, the most sound, the most educated, yeah. the most intellectual, the most strategic. These are a whole bunch of things that should go into hiring in general, especially in our government, especially in NASA and the Department of Defense and all of these. But that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they are creating malleable, very easily manipulated um, class of so-called leaders, so that they will take the, take the um, great resetters, the Davos, the international cartel that is running the global governance uh, orders and basically usurp our Bill of Rights, our constitution, what we the people want. They are not serving us and uh, turn this country into a, a basically a uh, 
piece of the puzzle for the world government. And um, we have to really pay attention to that because it's it's bad for everyone. And the truth is, what people have to look at this as, as in a communist regime or socialism, and you can look back all the way to the beginning. I mean, there were many before, uh, but Mao and, and, and Hitler and the Bolsheviks, these are some, Stalin, these are some very obvious ones. Anytime that a regime is saying that they are going to help a small minority group, you know, like transgenders, like, yeah, point two percent, or yeah, you know, or they're going to help um, the thirteen percent rise above by lenient standards and pushing them ahead, and 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 not not allowing certain um, other groups that may or other people, individuals, we should think about that deserve it. They're going to forget them so that they can help this particular group. What that really is is a tactic that is really about taking all of our liberty. So when they're saying we're going to make new laws, new rules, new executive orders that benefit a small group, the big picture is the government grows bigger. The um, all of our liberties and our rights and our uh, inalienable rights and our freedom are limited a little more, a little more because they're putting in arbitrary um, guidelines and laws that do not serve the purpose of the people. They actually just give the government more power. Is, is it fair to say that that when they're coming up with these laws, they're not really intentionally from the heart trying to help this group, right. help these trans? That's not their goal at all. They are trying to divide. They're and, trying to and, divide, and even more, they're trying to, under the guise of that, they're trying yeah. to usurp more of our freedom and our personal liberty and, yeah. and do a little more damage to the Constitution and Bill of Rights by imposing unconstitutional and honestly um, violating many, many of our of our former uh, bills and laws and acts to mm. basically give the government, listen, their goal is totalitarian regime. One one rule, one party, one over overwhelming globalist uh, agenda. And that's why I say when Jill Biden's on TV calling us a globalist nation, we are global citizens. We uh, tr Donald Trump wanted isolationists. America first is isolationist. When if you look at anyone that's actually being honest about the world and world history and knows history and actually cares and isn't just a puppet installed for the globalist uh, banking cartel, what you can understand is that every nation should be prioritizing their citizens first. Yeah. Every nation should balance their books, should get out of debt, should tap into their personal on their land resources, should be have infrastructure and technology. We have all this stuff on planet Earth. It's being hoarded by the IMF and the, the UN tentacles, this globalist, I call it a, a octopus of control mm. of these groups. And but if every nation was as God intended to be, and they all took care, every nation should be their nation first. Then that leads to also peace, cooperation, you know, wanting to it, it, countries to sit at a table and discuss, well, we can help you do this. You can help us do that in a amicable way that benefits all of humanity and prosperity. I think that we have to really understand, and this is hard. This is hard. I've had people say to me, you know, you're Putin loyalist, you're a G. I mean, this is all insanity. I agree. Yeah, be more right, right. But I do want to say that um, we, the people of the United States, kind of need a 12 step recovery program 
on a very massive scale where we, I don't know if you've ever been, heard of or been to a recovery program, even for, there's many kinds, but you go in yeah. and you're just an individual person that is hit rock bottom. And you go into a room with a bunch of strangers and there's something comforting to go in that room and say, there's a problem and it's me. So you're right. not going to go to recovery, uh, honestly, on your own. Some people get forced by the law yeah. or whatever. But if you go, if you get to that place on your own where you go find a church and you walk into a meeting for anything, NA, yeah. you know, yeah. codependency, they have all kinds. And you go there on your own alone, seeking help and wisdom and to find God and support and fellowship. You have to, you have realized that the problem starts with you. Yeah. And we, the people of the United States, really have to get real about the problem that is the United States military industrial complex. The United States, um, 20 years of war since 2000, what really happened here, who benefited and who didn't benefit, because we need to really start taking control of this nation. We are the government. We have been looted and lied to into many, many wars that have made the same group of people that are benefiting off of the death and destruction currently in Ukraine and possibly soon Russia and most of Europe, if that happens, if this if this rogue installed globalist regime has their way. But we have to understand that um, something I talk about a lot on the show, and I, I it's also you can see it on my resource page on the show.com. I put the document there. There was a document written in 2000 and it was by rum. And we have to remember two parties system is an illusion. It is to keep us divided. There is a uniparty in D.C. that is completely controlled by billionaire, trillionaire, bankers, multinationals, and the defense contract. In, in other words, when you say that, you're saying both Republicans and Democrats are intentionally working together for these elite power brokers, whatever whatever we call them, the cabal, the deep state, yeah. uh, the World Economic Forum, you know, all of that. They're, they're not really Republican and Democrat, except in a few rare instances, they all work for the same boss. Right. You know, boss is someone we don't even know or, you know, which you've mentioned the World Economic Forum, the Bank of International Settlements, all these different things, the yeah. George Soros groups, you know, yeah. someone's pulling their strings and they both know it. They're not they're not ignorant of this. They both know they're working for the same. Is that overstatement? No, that's exactly what it is. And and what we have to look at. So I go back to 2000. And now this has been going on for decades. I mean, yeah. you know, 100 years since Woodrow Wilson is where I see the real divide in America happen is when yeah. I believe our country was usurped uh, again by England. But I can get into that later. But um, 2000, there was a document. It was a project for New American Century. The people involved in writing this document were Wolfowitz, um, Don R Rumsfeld, Cheney. Um, uh, Kagan, who is Victoria Newland, who's the architect of the 2014 coup in Ukraine. Um, but, uh, they wrote this document. It was for a new military, um, uh, plan that was really, mm. the American people didn't know about it. They weren't involved. They weren't questioned. It was it had nothing to do with we, the people or our security or safety in America. And this document, people should go back and look at it. It basically talks about having world domination via the military of the entire planet with the United States controlling everything. And, and what it says in that document is that they would need something like a Pearl Harbor to force the United States citizens, we the people, to get behind this strategy. About a year later, 9-11 happened and the war on terror started. 
And then from there, we've gone into now um, 16 countries since. And uh, with regime change, with all of this plan, and if you look at all the people who've been involved, and many of them are back in uh, running foreign policy right now, including Sullivan, Newland, Blinken, Susan Rice, Samantha Power, uh, obviously Barack Obama is back there with Valerie Jarrett working hard. Um, and we got a bunch of other people, including all of the uh, defense contractors who are making more money than anyone else on the planet right now, as everyone knows. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So I just think that we, the people of the United States, should start asking, where's all the money going for the government, for the military industrial complex? We've never had an audit of the Pentagon or the Department of Defense. And a lot of people have gotten very, very wealthy, including Cheney and a lot of his cronies. Um, but again, it's, it didn't stop with Clinton. It didn't stop with Obama. It continued this kind of plan, this domination plan. And what's happening now is it's failing and it's failing miserably because financially they set us up to fail. And now militarily, they set us up to fail. At the meantime, they've been eroding our society. You know, everything that they've been doing straight out of the UN Lucis Trust uh, One World Government playbook uh, between uh, turning our military into woke, green, un unable to, to fight, I mean, what, at what point starting two wars, one with Russia and one with which I believe that we uh, instigated with NATO and the UK, uh, everything that happened in Ukraine, uh, we could have negotiated. It is a lie that they, we couldn't have. Uh, the Biden regime didn't want to. They wanted a war with Russia. And I believe that even the Russiagate and the Hillary Clinton bought and paid for a Russia hoax, Russia scandal was was a long game plan. I, I believe that what's going on in Ukraine was planned out. Uh, all the way back uh, to not just 2014, but to the fall of the USSR. But um, well, one one of the reasons I've heard heard over and over, X22 report does it all the time. It talks about it all the time. But basically, they want a war. His concept is they want a war so bad because then it covers up everything they've been right. doing. Is that is that about? I percent agree with him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's what they do. It's not a coincidence that Afghanistan ended. And don't don't forget, Obama's Obama's whole team is back in in power, and they never left power. People should understand that when we hear that there was a shadow government run by Obama during uh, the Trump administration, it was called West Exec, and it was right across the street, run by Blinken. And a whole bunch of people that are now back in the White House that were in Obama's top inner circle, CIA and all, and, and you know, and uh, Saki and all these other people were involved. They continued even when Trump won. They continued on the path of the globalist and the Obama uh, doctrine, the 16-year plan to destroy America. They didn't stop. They continued a shadow government, and it's not a surprise that they pulled out of Afghanistan with their tight, tight links to the Muslim Brotherhood and others. Uh, but it's not a coincidence that they pull out of Afghanistan, basically hand the CCP Bagram, our air for our base that we built that was and all of our weapons, and then start a war within within a few months, a few six, eight weeks in Ukraine. And um, and the truth is, we have to look at the military industrial complex that uh, most of these wars end up being bankers wars. And how do I say that? Because just like everything else, who benefits in the wars? If people go and they look up. Uh, pictures of Syria or Iran or Iraq or, you know, some of the places in Africa, Libya. And you look at pictures before the U.S. and the U.N. went in 
and what they look like now? Or where did all the money go that we yeah. were rebuilding Iraq? It's not rebuilt. It's, it's a, a disaster. We were rebuilding Afghanistan. Nothing was accomplished there. And in fact, it's all back to what it was before. So people have to start looking at why are we being manipulated into supporting wars that at the end of the day kill kill millions of innocent people. We don't have anything to do with it. And at the end of the day, the same class of billionaires and trillionaires that want all our money under the guise of a climate emergency, taking all our money in guise of wars to defend democracies that don't exist under the guise of protecting human rights while we have people in a gulag that are political prisoners in Washington, D.C., wide open borders with human trafficking off the charts. You know, it doesn't make any sense. We have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, we, the people of the United States, have had enough. We yeah. do not want these wars. We do not want death and destruction. What we do want is every nation to be empowered, to be the best they can be, and then to work in cooperation. And, and that is possible. It's just that the powers that be that run this planet right now, all the way up to the banking cartel that has manipulated the whole planet, IMF, World Bank, BIS, and, and a lot of um, the central banks in general, including ours, they need endless war. I mean, that is the bottom line. Yeah. And, and I don't think that they care at this point um, who, who wins or loses. They know that in the end, when they reconstruct, when they rebuild like the fraudulent Marshall Plan that they already have planned, you know, uh, Zelensky's already already gone into deals with BlackRock, JP Morgan, CCP, uh, Google, all kinds of people, uh, Mike, Bill Gates, to rebuild Ukraine in the Build Back Better, uh, Green New Deal utopia of the digital society that we've all been warning about. Ukraine's yeah. already signed up. So what well, in Ukraine, in, amidst all of this, has been closing down churches, uh, imprisoning uh, those that, that disagree with their, they, they are as much a, a Hitlerian or, you know, Stalinist dictatorship. Um, and so this whole crappy law, lie about, well, this is for democracy. No, yeah. it's not. It has it nothing to do with democracy, democracy you know. So, right. Or do you also believe that, that uh, a lot of these bio labs were over there? I haven't heard you yeah. talk that much. Okay, so in other words... We, Putin coming in, it's not that he's a lily white angelic being, but he is trying to help close down these um, biolabs, among other things. I don't know right. what are your thoughts on that. And I'm not sure that Putin isn't a front man for a lot of other stuff going on. You know, we can all point at Putin, but the reason that our, our nation is really has been brainwashed and manipulated into thinking Russia bad, Russia bad, is because it's been a long game. Yeah. Uh, Big Brzezinski. And Henry Kissinger and Rockefeller, I believe in cahoots with the crown in England, uh, yeah. created this plan uh, with, with, you know, Churchill and other people, Margaret Thatcher, of course, and that they created this plan. And um, that was basically world domination with the UK and the US basically being one in the same. And uh, we really need to look into the history of that. I've been I've been doing a lot of digging lately. And uh, the more I look, and, and this is kind of a radical thing to say, but I ask people to do your own research. The more I look, the more it looks like the Revolutionary War was told to us that we won this war and everything. But if you look at history, it kind of appears that the king and and the the you know all of the people in in the UK and everything they went home and decided a different tactic for keeping control of America, and they infiltrated like jfk called instead of invasion infiltration and that the uk never accepted that the america was 
uh, free and separate. They just infiltrated us through Washington, D.C., through the Federal Reserve, through our institutions. But I firmly believe that this is, uh, again, that's the Fourth Reich. Those are the people. The only empire that's never fallen, honestly, that you cannot point on a map at the date or time that the empire fell was the UK. It is Britain. And the question is, did they did they manipulate and and not the people, obviously, not us, but did the oligarchy, billionaire, trillionaire in there, the aristocracy class, did they instead change tactics and continue to manipulate us? Because if you look back, even we all talk about Soros, you know, and, and, and all of these people. But how did Soros, besides, you know, helping the Nazis confiscate stuff from the Jews, which he said was the best time of his life when he was a teenager. But don't forget, he also learned a lot of tactics then. If he was at that level working with the Nazis, it wasn't some dumb kid going around. But how did he gain his wealth? Well, they say that he crashed the stock market, uh, the pound in, in England, and that that was his first big... You know, when he came out and admitted that he was well, him. you know, you know, you know, I don't know how well you know one oh seven, but he I heard him say several times he said that Soros gets all his money from MI six or something. Have you heard him say that? You know, no, he, no, I don't I don't really follow him, but um I, I believe that Soros is very because Lord Moloch Brown, his like right hand man, yeah, people look him up, he's he's at the top of the line over there and a pilgrim and in the privy society and all of this, and don't forget. Chantham House is equal to our Council of Foreign Relations. In fact, they're one in the same. And then if you dig even deeper and you look at the Rhodes Scholars, which Clinton, Rice, Maddow, Buttigieg, they're all Rhodes Scholars. What are they? Also out of England, which is the, the roundtable groups, which are really about, you know, circular, circular groups that they keep going up and at the very top are the power structure. So it's all totalitarian regime, but... We, the people of the United States, have a lot of power that we are not exercising. A, either people are waiting for white hats or something. And my new thing is, you know what? Join them. Be a white hat. What what are the white hats doing out there? Well, think of what they're probably doing and start doing that in your own uh, sphere. That's good. Can can, can you think of an example? Like, what are they probably doing that someone else uh, could be doing? I have some other thoughts. What, what, What would you say that means? Well, there's a few things. Um, For me, I think that we should have in all, I think there's 3,400 counties in the United States. We should have county by county groups. Like when I was little, there was some um, break-ins in my neighborhood and all the parents of the neighborhood got together and had a meeting and they signed up for Neighborhood Watch and like three people would get together and they have this night between this and this hour and they'd go a couple days a week or whatever. We have to go into our community, our sphere of influence, where we have uh, people that we love and care about, or maybe that we don't know because um, we've become such a computerized and, and uh, disconnected society that fellowship and community has kind of gone by the wayside. We yeah. reimagine that that idea of getting together with those in our local area that are like-minded or even don't have to be like-minded, but have similar goals, find common ground. And from that point on, what I would say is first and foremost, everyone should be treating their local government and their state government as their employees at this point. We should make them earn our trust or vote them out because most of these people are installed uh, since we've been totally infiltrated by this class of people, mainly the Zuckerberg, uh, Weiss, Arabella Partners, Open Society, the the billionaire class, but also they have them on the right, the Cokes, you know, all that. We we, we shouldn't have billionaire money 
deciding who in my local community is running my, my town. But that is what's going on. So first and foremost, I think everyone should have should go in, take take two hours on a Sunday or whenever you have time and, you know, go to your local town. So if I'm in Palm Beach right now, so town of Palm Beach and look at who the clerk is, who the sheriff is, who the town manager is, who's the county clerk, who's, you know, who's on city council, all that. Go to their websites, pull them up, tag them to your to your desktop. Do that for the state and the legislature, too. You have about 20 websites. Make a folder. And once a week, sit down and see what they're doing. What are they voting on? What are they promoting? And and then if you see anything there having to do with sustainable development or ESG scores or track and trace surveillance or contracts having to do with anything having to do with um, data mining, your family, your neighborhood, your community, you start speaking up about that. And and my my goal for people is that I don't care that you know who these people are. I want them to know who you are. Yeah, and we got to start doing that on a, on a scale and really appealing to our friends and neighbors, not from a I'm up here telling you what's going on. Just being like, do you know that they're doing this? You know, and having that that ability to do that, even whether it's, you know, after when you have your your get together time at church or your you know, you're at a, a party for your friends, kids or whatever, just, just find common ground and, and, and start there. And I and I really think that we have to remember the billionaires and trillionaires that have put these people in our local communities, all the way from city council, school board, sheriffs, AGs, prosecutors, judges. The whole goal is that those people get reelected. Okay, and we know that they cheat and stuff. I believe that'll be a lot more difficult in 24. But what we really have to do is put the the fire to their feet that they won't get reelected, that we see what they're doing, that we're not going to allow them to install the Agenda 2030 or the Smart City Agenda of the World Economic Forum in our community. People should also look up. A lot of people point at the young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Well, they have young global changers that are all over this nation. There's also four World Economic Forum headquarters on our soil in America. And one's in one's in um, San Francisco, one's in New York, one's in outside of Chicago, and I believe there's one in Michigan. And again, who's involved? Who's yeah. involved in local government? And it's, it's really not that hard to figure it out. And as I always say, follow the money, because a lot of these people, and we, we, there's, there's some stories coming out about uh, a lot of uh, the cartel money going into our, our to bribe officials, which we all knew about. But it's not that hard to figure out if you just take a couple hours a week to oversee our employees, which are the representatives that we supposedly elect to run this nation. That's where I see it. If the white hats are in control, what are they doing? Well, they are finding evidence. They are uncovering the money trail. They are telling each other, sharing intel, telling them where where this is happening, what's happening here and there. Become a white hat in your community. Become a local white hat. And then you are that and you are contributing. And I'll tell you what happens when you do that. It takes on a life of its own. You get empowered. You get hungry to, to want to change this nation from the inside out. And you start to see it's making a difference and it's empowering other people and people right now more than anything else because of the media cycle because of the mind control because of the very very heavy predictive programming and entertainment and sports and media 
people are demoralized, they're dehumanized, they feel that they can't do anything. I am telling you what I just told you is a great first step in doing something. And you know what? Maybe six months ago, or when I started this three and a half years ago, you're a tinfoil hat wearer, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're this or that. Well, no more. I mean, we are mm. at a place where I believe there are enough people. You know, I talk a lot with uh, different people like General Flynn or Clay or other people that there's people all the way on the right that are they're gone. I mean, I, I they believe what they believe and and it's too far out there. And, and you know, some of those people I used to know you get, on this journey, you know, you don't know who really has intel. No, and the people don't. That really have intel don't tell you they do, first of all. But who knows? But also on the other side, the people that are totally captured, that believe in in this new anti-racist segregation, grooming of our kids, which is really about destroying the parental child, the, the nuclear family, taking the kids away from, you know, that safety and security and, mm. and influence and giving it to the state. So there's two sides of this that won't ever make it. I think most people are pretty much, you know, we have two. So we have the, the conservatives that are on the right, but they're towards the middle. We have the, I don't call them, I don't know what they are, Democrats. I'll, I think the most reasonable one are what I'd call JFK Democrats. Mm. And they're right off the left in the middle. We got to pull those two groups into the middle and realize, look, I don't agree with you on this, this, and this, but I do love this country. I want this country to be back on track. I want our sovereignty, our borders, language, culture, future, children's education, ingenuity, because by great. dumbing down our country with diversity, equity, inclusion, and affirmative action to the point that, you know, I have a friend that emailed me and uh, her daughter really wanted to go to Stanford, right? And it worked her butt off. I mean, you know, tutors, whatever, like after school, you know, just always, and, and these people don't have money. She would need, you know, help and loans, but she really wants to go there. So she got a 1400 on her SATs, which is phenomenal. Straight A's applied, oh. get in. And uh, then her mom looked into it. And this year, the freshman class going into Stanford is 20% white. So, you know, what is that about? Is that, what is that about? And what it's really about, honestly, because they infiltrated our universities first, which is also what they did in Nazi Germany and in Mao's China, is that they are lowering expectations, lowering achievement, lowering outcomes, so that America will never have the skilled engineers and thinkers and writers and creators and entrepreneurs and business people to ever rebuild this nation. What they are doing is they are keeping us at a very, in the name of equity, they are keeping us, um, they are actually leading us to a place where as communism, you know, all these kids that come out of school and they love Marx and communism, a very miserable, angry man who hated life, hated people, but um, they're forgetting the, the truth. Communism means the same thing now. It's the same thing as the Fourth Reich, that a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire class that right now is usurped and I believe captured our all of our government um has money power privilege all of that and then everyone else is equal at the bottom and if people don't start getting that that is the goal the 15 minute cities we're watching there's some kind of infiltration in our country of our land and, and this is all in the playbook of the 2010 rockefeller plans but also i mean they talk about it openly at the cop uh, events where they talk about they want to take 30 percent of the land as protected land protected for what for yeah. who yeah. You know, and that's where we really have to start 
being very honest about what's going on. And, you know, I, I also believe that we have to reach across definitely the aisle for Asians, Indians, uh, black, white, everything, because they are, everyone is being manipulated. And if we all, it's like a, the rising tide, you know, lifts all ships. Right. It's like we have to all just be honest that any of this division benefits only one thing, and that's a totalitarian communist regime. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And, you know, the whole thing with people uh, being influenced, and I was hearing General Flynn talk about it, and he was saying, this is on Charlie Ward's show the other day, and he was saying, for me, I'm, you know, as General Flynn, I, I have an influence. I can do things. I can influence this group. I can influence that group. And he goes, for you watching, everybody can influence somebody, right? right? You can influence your neighbors. You can inf influence your girlfriend, your your, your significant other, you're your at the school board. And if everyone knows, well, I don't, I can't influence hardly anyone, but I can certainly influence the other mothers, let's say, right. who maybe we're at home watching the children, but I, I'm, I'm in partnership with other mothers. Whatever it is, everybody can influence something. If you have 30 or 40 million conservatives, each trying to influence somebody in their speaking every week, that's going to yeah. make a massive difference in the waking upness of this nation. Just yeah. keep chipping away, waking people up. I don't know. Yeah, but, and you have to find common ground. I think that that's yeah. something else I learned because you know we we travel a lot, and uh, and the the thing that I've learned the most is force people to use their critical thinking skills. People have been so dumbed down, especially because especially over the COVID of being dependent on the computer to think for them or for Google, which is the worst, to think for them. And um, we have to realize that uh, people aren't using critical thinking. They're kind of being told what's true. And the scarier part is, I say this a rent quote a lot, where it's like the best time for a totalitarian regime, which is what they want here. They want it by force. They want it by martial law. They want it by a digital prison that controls all of your money, all of your mm. whereabouts, everything you're doing, your travel, everything. It's all planned out. And But the Biden regime is in on it 100%. Wow. But, you know, we really have to watch that. But I truly believe that what we really need to do is remember that people have been subdued, whether they know it or not. This is a yeah. psychological war. It's fifth generation warfare. you got to meet people where they are. But there are enough things that you can... In speaking to somebody, you can get a feel for where they are. Now, there's going to be, like I said, super right wing, probably 5% all the way on the right and 5% all the way on the left that you cannot get through to. Yeah. They are gone and, and a lot of them are mentally ill. Mentally <laughs> ill, And we have nobody treating the mental, Ill, mental illness problem in this country, which has exploded since the COVID lockdowns and mm. nobody's talking about it, which is a huge issue we're going to have to deal with. But, um, you know, critical thinking you know, actually having people question, you know, I, I find it easier because when we go, because uh, I like to drive, I, that started during the, because um, we live in New York City, so we're, I like to never be there. <laughs> uh, so we're moving now to Florida, but um, we like to drive. So we've driven in 22 states. I always, I do my hotel tonight to find when I'm ready to find like a good deal. And then I go to the hotel and I ask at the hotel, like, where's the local place where the real local people go? Oh, that's in good. Mexico, you know, in Kansas City and Memphis, wherever we are. 
And uh, I go there and I sit and I, you know, usually sit at the bar so that I can hear people and talk to people. And you'll be surprised. Uh, most people will be surprised that most of us really just want the same thing. Small government stand of our lives, the government to protect this nation's homeland and, and, and have an amicable, uh, workable, peaceful relationship with the rest of the world that is absolutely doable if everyone stops trying to be the boss. So this is kind of how you're, what you're describing is how you find common ground with somebody yeah. who may have all kinds of other ideas that you don't agree with, right. but you find out what they do agree with, which is smaller government, schools that are teaching our kids, What and you, you listed yeah. other things, but... yeah. But uh, there's things that we all as humans, people yeah. that have moral compasses and values and because and, the, the, the thing about, you know, I was in Hollywood for 16 years, worked in the business for 20. So I also understand the damage that Hollywood and media and predictive programming and CIA infiltration into all of that and National Endowment for Democracy, little groups that are infiltrate social media and all of mm. that have done to our nation and the world. And uh, we have to remember that people are uh, very now, people are very prickly, you know, at first, but there's a lot of things. And, and I found no matter where I go in this nation, I don't care. And I'm talking, I've talked to everyone, gay, straight, you know, black, white, you know, cowboys or, you know, white collar CEOs. There are certain things that we can all agree on. And, and I think that that is the antidote to the divide and conquer, diversity, equity, inclusion, and all of that. And, you know, most people will agree. Our manufacturing sector was sold out, sent overseas. We have all these, that's another thing I see all over this nation, which most people do that get out, is there are full on abandoned towns all over Pennsylvania, Illinois, uh, you know, New York, uh, Ohio, all over the South that could easily be rejuvenated if we were reinvesting in America. And and you can say that about your own own local community and and i just think that there's a real we have to go back to being a uh nation of communities and towns and and groups that are a fellowship and like i said you know we can all kind of also meet in the middle as where is all the money going that has been spent on the war on terror you know if you go look at these nations that we claim to go in and do regime change yeah. in the name of uh human rights or democracy they're all a mess and and we have to start taking responsibility and and my goal as i say to everyone um a lot is my goal is that when people get the information they say we the people have had enough not in our name we don't need to be the boss of the world by military NATO, nato should not exist first of all but also people have to understand nato is not loyal to any of us People have to question who is NATO loyal to, and that well, is yeah, I mean that's a good question because Mel, I, I I grew up being told that NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, and it was for the benefit of you know to prevent war. It was all a lie, wasn't it? It was like a big old lie. They've been was, the ones that have started every war. Yeah, that's you know, what I was totally kind of taught in school right. was that this was a great organization. I mean, so you got to start by uh, how do you? By the way, Mel, how you're, you're sitting with someone at the bar. You're trying to find common ground. How do you begin to, to trickle that kind of truth out, like NATO? Maybe the person you're sitting with knows nothing about NATO. They think it's great, like I grew up thinking. How do you how do you broach that subject? Well, the way 
I do it usually is I ask questions. Like yeah. I say, yeah, I know. Like if somebody's like said they they believe the propaganda and the lies about why we're in Ukraine, you know, then I say, yeah, but you know, it's kind of sad that you know a hundred billion dollars and we, the people of the United States, the Democrats voted, aren't allowed to ask for an audit. You know, at least we should know that the money is going to the people. You know, talk about the people of Ukraine. I don't hear anyone talking about the people. And by the way, Zelensky is a total totalitarian. There is no freedom in Ukraine. There hasn't been since 2014 when basically Newland, Blinken, Biden, uh, you know, took over McCain, uh, Lindsey Graham. They were all involved in the 2014 coup. Uh, and the United States has been running that like you brought up the bioweapons labs. People should go back and look at a senator named Barack Obama and uh, Luger, a senator who started the first labs there. So, you know, this is why I'm saying we, the people of the United States, have to stand together regardless of our differences and say, we have a problem. The problem is us. How am I going to go inside, tap into God, tap into my power, tap into my bravery and my strength and my, re res my resolve to, uh, to be a part of the solution, to be a white hat myself? What am I going to do and, and be that? And it's very empowering. And if we just have, and look, 3% of the patriots fought the American Revolution, which I could do it. We'll do, we'll do a whole other show. My thoughts about whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's all, really, is that true? Only 3% of the patriots did yeah. the fighting? Wow. Yeah. wow. And remember, at the very end, uh, George Washington couldn't even get people to fight. Like, it was people were so demoralized, so dehumanized. It really was just those last, and which is where I think we are now. Because we have the disclosure coming out. First of all, there's been a lot of wins. So just the other day, uh, thank God for Judicial Watch, uh, California had to purge 1.5 uh, million fake I voters. saw that. I saw that. So, so uh, that happened in New York. That happened in Georgia. So that's going to keep happening. People have to right now, not in a year, right now, start running and getting involved in your, your local election, precinct strategy, all of that because what we have to keep pushing, the machines are not reliable. The Dominion lawsuits discovery is finally coming. It's very clear that everything that they were saying about hacking into them, manipulating them, adjudication is all true. What we want is the billionaire trillionaires and outside money out of our elections. And what we really want is who cares who wins as long as it's fair and transparent. You know, it can't be left or right. It can't be manipulating. The worst thing is this wind red that sends these text abusive text messages in the name of, you know, Scalise or somebody. It's not them. Their their campaign stinks too. Ronna McDaniel wanting this like pledge to back whoever, you know, the, the people that voted for her, you know, want. No, no, no. But what we really need to do is we need to take responsibility now. There's so much you can do. And um and really I, I fully believe that we are much more on the same page and that it's those bubbles of 30 and 30% on each side of the center, left and right, that are really all on one people, one party. Uh, we can disagree on, on small things, but those small things won't matter if we have a totalitarian martial law, smart city, digital track and trace surveillance um, planet, and let alone a United States. And I do ask everyone, please go back and look at the now, what are they, 40 executive orders that weren't voted on by Congress that we the people had no say, no input, and look at what they are doing. Uh, the most dangerous two people you know, to me right now in our government are um, Victoria Newland and uh, Susan Rice. Folks, really? 
And because is is she running policy? In other words, it's not Barack Obama. Well, it is Barack Obama. I I mean, I meant to say it's not it's not Biden. It's Susan Rice. Yeah. And and Barack Obama are pulling most of the strings, right? Yeah, most of it leads. Well, I think Susan Rice is Barack Obama's counterpart that's still in the White House. Okay. Susan Rice is a globalist through and through. Her and Samantha Power were Obama's. They're the biggest interventionists. Most of the rest of the world looks at both power and rice as war criminals. So really, really? Yeah. Yes. And, and all you have to do is look it up. Also rice born into great wealth. Her father was one of the governors of the federal reserve. The mother ran the, the uh, uh, college boards. You know, she went to Stanford and then she was a Rhodes scholar, council of foreign relations, trilateral commission, Jeez. then all, all over behind the scenes with Africa. You're dealing with Africa. You know that she ran policy for Africa under Clinton. Really? What, what Did Africa get any better? You know, and then and then she was involved in in the wars in Somalia, Libya. I mean, front and center through either when she was at the UN, which is the biggest farce, or behind the scenes in Clinton or Obama. I remember she emerged in this whole Clinton stuff that was going on in in Libya Benghazi. and all of that. Yeah, Benghazi, and so she's going around Susan Rice doing all the Sunday shows, lying, yeah. just lying. You know. Yeah. And, and that's who is behind the diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, crimes against our country uh, to divide us uh, at the core and dumb us down, make us a malleable, dehumanized, demoralized uh, nation so that she can install what her globalist uh, friends want. She's been a globalist from the start. And right now, I, I believe Josh Halley said it two days ago, you can either be for Ukraine and the globalists or you can be for Palestine and the Americans. There are You can't be both. And that's where we have to draw the line. If America can take back this nation, borders, language, culture, go back to Trump is putting out a lot of good stuff for plans going forward. That's the one thing I was saying about three weeks ago. Like, why isn't Trump? I was so sick of him talking about what happened to him, what happened to him. We know what happened to him because it happened to all of us. And and right then I had seen him uh, last week at a small event in Palm Beach. And he started really talking about the globalism, the endless wars. Where's all this money going? The people should have an audit of this money, not just now, but all the way back to the war on terror. You know, who, what are they doing in the name of we, the people we don't know about? Yeah. And and that's really where we can all meet in the middle. And uh, that's, that's the solution right now is to everyone to say, you know, I want to be a white hat too. And I'm going to yeah. do what I have to do to, to call myself that because I'm taking action and you'll be surprised. It, it you'll, and you know what? A lot of people lost friends and family and all that a lot of way. But a lot of people are telling me that they're coming back around and they're saying, you know what you said about this or that. And, you know, uh, Fauci, the whole COVID's going to explode. It's on the it's on the brink. You know, the whole election thing is going to explode. January 6th, thank God, I believe, will be exposed for what it was. And these people will be vindicated and, and they will get their appeals and they will get pardons and get their lives back. Um, so I, I think we're on the right track. I just I encourage people to. Now, more than ever, we have a window of time before they start their cheating machine again. And and they're going around the nation usurping uh, our local governments and our local elections and our local everything. And right now is the time that we, the people, step up and say, not again, not on our watch. We, the people, are taking back this country. And and so this is totally a clarion call to everyone that's yeah. listening. You influence someone. There's someone or someone's that you influence. If everybody every week tried to influence someone like you're talking about, find common ground. Yeah. You don't have to agree on everything. Find the common ground where you both agree on it. 
And uh, I think, you know, that's where we talk about getting down, down to the grassroots when everybody's doing something. Yeah. You know, it's like the, 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 I used to ask the Lord, you know, what, what, why don't you tell me what to do? And he basically said, don't just stand there, do something because I'm waiting for direction. And yet we, most of us already know what we should be doing, yeah. who we should be talking to, who we should not be afraid to, to, to state our opinion. But, but if you don't do it, then this was just an interesting thing to hear Mel Kay talk and, and Stephen Mel Kay talk. If you, if, if you take this and go, okay, I'm going to open my mouth and begin to protest or state my opinion or ask questions, right? And yeah. And tell, yeah, go ahead. And like I say too, there's so many things you can do. You could start a podcast. You could start a, a newsletter. You could just put a newsletter out to your friends. But really, I mean, literally start, tr get to know who your local officials are, get their websites on a bookmarked, uh, in a bookmarked folder and go through it once a week. And when, look at when they're voting and encourage people to show up and make sure that they know they're being watched because guess what? None of us that have ever run a small business, you and I have them, many people watching do, ever hired somebody and checked in every two to four years. You know, we have to stop looking at this as cycles of elections and instead look at the country in a 10-year plan. I don't want to know what, what this what this official is going to do for me tomorrow. I want to know how he's going to make America better for the future. Yeah. And, and we got to start, we got to really start looking at it from that front. And I'll tell you, the great thing is a lot of this is God and momentum. And I'll tell you, like you said, and I pray every day and I tell God, like, what should I be talking about? Where should I be focusing? What should I be telling people to pay attention to? And it comes to me. And, and I tell you, then God gives you the next move and the next yeah. move. And I pray every day, just lead me to the next right thing. That's and, and that's, and, and every day I feel like even coming on here, I was like, what am I going to talk about? And then I said, you know what? Tell people be, be a white hat. You can yeah. be a white hat too. And when you say white hats are in control, empower yourself. And uh, yeah. that's how we win. Yeah. Cause you know, especially the first couple of years of this battle where we're all waking up, the the goal mostly of course i began this um, podcast and it grew and grew and grew so i was doing something but i was also had a lot of focus on what are the white hats planning when Trump coming back and i still have that but but that's not the if that was all we were doing is is cheering trump on then nothing's going to get done you know I, you know it's like somehow well, he needs us he needs us you have to yeah, understand he does. Trump needs us more than ever. So, you know, thinking Trump's in control, he's not, first of all. And whatever he is in control of, he needs every single one of us standing wow. shoulder to shoulder, too. And uh, and I just want to say, you know, something I heard when I went to the event last week uh, where he spoke was, what are you going to tell your grandchildren and, and, their, and their children uh, you did to save America? Because you should want you should want that to be your mission. That's is so I good. did this and I was a part of it. And that even if that means showing up, I'm doing a small event coming up at, for just a small group talking about the Constitution and Bill of Rights in West Palm Beach. I'm going to CPAC. I'm going to Reawaken America Tour. I'm going here. And my the best part is what I said is stopping all over America and just finding common ground with anyone I come in contact with. And it's so much easier. And you start to really be positive and the positive energy and the God uh, you know, leading your way and you feel like, you know, God, give me a sign. You keep getting them and getting them and you know you're on the right track because that is what this nation is all about. And it is one nation under God. And uh, I see him everywhere I look. Uh, I do feel very positive about the future, but I also feel we should all take part in it and have pride, have pride in taking part in it. So good. 
Milky, tell tell people how to get a hold of you or your show or what 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 do you want to tell people about your show or anything well, else? Well, um, first and foremost, I do ask everyone, please uh, go to themelkeshow.com. I have an amazing free resource page. We're always updating uh, that document I talked about from 2000s there. Lots of playbooks of the enemy, you know, from Democracy Matters to all other stuff. You can kind of see the Saul Alinsky tactics and how to counter them. Uh, also, we have many uh, ways you can look into NGOs, where the money's coming from, different politicians, what they voted for. We have lots of stuff there on resources for child and human trafficking, how you can help. So themelkcase I have a great, I'm very proud of my newsletter and my, uh, so I put like a bunch of shows, but I also put my top eight, seven, eight articles of the week that maybe you missed every week. We don't spam. We don't collect your info. I just sent out what I think um, you should be focusing on from my perspective. Yeah. That's geopolitically good. and uh i just i didn't get back my twitter but i did restart it so the mel k show it's at mel k show with no the because i didn't get mine back but i'm out there and um i also just started instagram which i never did before which is really fun so the mel k show there i'm on truth social gab getter the mel k show and uh right. most of all uh my my main hub is rumble and we're having a lot of fun over there so uh hang out over there and all i'm saying is uh, we are all on Team America. I have a new thing I say. Uh, Nor Bin Laden gave it to me, but uh, she says, uh, you know, we say rhinos, Republicans in name only. Right now, I'm against, uh, I'm only for those that aren't inos, Americans in name only. Oh, good. So let's all, let's all be Americans first and uh, save mm. this nation and then the world. Because uh, again, I have a lot of international people and the the rest of the world is counting on us. They are rising up in France. They are rising up in Italy, in Brussels in England, in all over this nation, all over the world, people need to get out there and show who's the boss. And that is we, the people and God. So good. So good. Mel, yeah. thank you so much. I very, very much enjoyed it. This is a, it was, you know, I'm glad we went to this place today, especially about you can be a white hat. You need to be a white yeah. hat. We need your white hatness. There's yeah. a word for you. So Okay, a quick reminder, everyone, that we will have Cat Kerr on tomorrow, Wednesdays, as 11 o'clock Pacific, as normal. Uh, Mel, thanks again. I appreciate it. Have a great day, Thank everybody. So thanks, Mel. We'll see you later. Okay. Thank you. And thank bye your bye. audience. They're an amazing audience. Appreciate Absolutely. Okay, bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.